What's up, Internet? I'm back, and you're tuned in to episode 37 of the Video Game Pals, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today by the edgelord with a heart of gold, Mr. Robert Thompson. Hey, it's happy back, Pete. Thank you. It's glad, I'm glad to be back, buddy. The Guildmaster himself, Mr. Sean Bartley. Hello, hello. And 50% of the losers on this show who think fire Pokemon are viable, Peggy Ford. It me. Yep. Uh, yeah, I heard the uh, fucking shade you were trying to throw down on my show. I wasn't promos trying on me to, to week. be fair. Uh, yeah, well, I guess he succeeded in throwing yeah. shade. but uh, It just comes so naturally. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well... Uh, Phil and I have had a talk, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix your little red wagon if you try that shit again when I'm out of town. So uh... oh, only when you're out of town, <laughs> I can do it to your face. That's fine too. If you do it to my face, at least I can tell you that you're trash. <laughs> so I mean, I think it's just implied at this point. <laughs> That's true. I think Phil said to me, he's like, honestly, man, you gotta tell them to cool it with that water Pokemon joke. It's it's low hanging fruit. I just uh, now I just expect it. You gotta let it go away for a while, so when it comes back, it really cuts. Yeah, but me. what's a meme if it's not overused? <laughs> what's a meme if you don't fucking just pound it into exactly. the ground? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm very glad to be back this week. Thank you guys so much for holding down the fort last week while I was away at Magfest. Um, I uh, I did want to like kind of take the opportunity just to talk a little bit about my experiences Yeet. at Magfest, but we've got like a super pack show, so I'm gonna try and keep it pretty brief. Um, but yeah, for those of you who don't know, I was at the uh, Music and Gaming Festival last week, which is AKA MAGFest. I think it was the 16th one. Um, it was my second, but it's a really, really cool, unique convention that uh, I got to check out um, back in 2014 for the first time. And uh, it's, you know, as the name suggests, it's all focused on music and video games. They have a 24-hour arcade that's totally free. They've got a room with every console every cre- ever created hooked up. Uh, to an era-appropriate television. Wow. Uh, so you can play all kinds of games. Um, and again, 24 hours a day, totally free for all that stuff. Uh, they've got tons of live shows with like video game DJs, uh, like geek bands and stuff like that. Uh, I got to see MC Lars. I got to see Hyper Potions, uh, who, if you guys are fans of Sonic Mania, they did the, the Time Trials theme that was like really heavily circulated with Sonic Mania. Um, tons of really awesome creators, uh, DJs, stuff like that, and it w- and it's also like uh, it's all in this giant hotel called the Gaylord, which is so big. First of all, who names their hotel the Gaylord? <laughs> Low hanging fruit, guys. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, there's there's buildings inside the building because it's that big, and the entire convention's like insular. Like you never have to go outside if you want if you don't want to. Uh, like, it's basically, like, Nerd Spring Bake. It's, like, a bender for, like, three days of just, let's get drunk and play video games and go to concerts. It's just, it's next-level ridiculous. Uh, so if you haven't heard it and that sounds like it's up your alley, definitely go check it out next year. I'm going to be back, and I'm definitely going to try and drag at least a handful of the pals with me to do some really cool content. Uh, so Yeah, your Instagram was yeah, on I, fire during it, by the way. Yeah. It was cool, yeah. right? Like, there's just so much cool shit. Um, I thought you might appreciate that one, uh, the one K-pop um, DJ who I checked out, who, like, all of her, um, like, graphics package is all diva yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I really cool. appreciate it, yeah. Her, her name's escaping me right now. I think it's, like, I, I want to say Oriana, but that's not true at all. <laughs> so, um, 
Uh, but yeah, so I, I had a great time. Thank you guys again for holding down the fort. Uh, great job to Andy hosting last week. Obviously, he's not with us this week, but um, well, I did the really stress of hosting it. put him into the hospital. So this week he's got to recover. <laughs> That's not actually Pete, true. You do not a sacrifice every true. week. Yeah, I mean, I I've got big shoes to fill. So I mean, I understand. It's when I'm gone. It's really you got to make an effort to to really you know up the gravitas. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Uh, so with that. Um, you know, we're going to jump into the show proper, but, uh, I, you know, I did just want to let you guys know where you can connect with the show. So if you want to let us know what you're playing this week, uh, you know, talk about any of the news items we talk about, or, you know, just send us your questions or anything like that. You can write into us and hear your thoughts right on the air at the video game pals at gmail.com right into us there. And, uh, we'll read your thoughts if they're, you know, air appropriate. And you can also follow our sister show at The Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold to stay up to date on all the cool stuff we've got going on here at The Pals Network. Uh, 2018 is going to be a really big year for us. We've got a lot of really cool, really exciting stuff planned for The Comics Pals and The Video Game Pals. So uh, keep it tuned there for all the, the cool stuff we've got going on. Um, if you're an audio listener, you would greatly appreciate it if you guys could drop us a like on your platform of choice, or if you really want to help us out, you can bounce over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, uh, work or, you know, whatever rating you feel we deserve. We're currently a five-star rated podcast, so we'd love to keep that trend going. Um, but let us know what you think. And, uh, if you're on YouTube, you can do us a solid by liking the video, subscribing to the channel if you haven't already. Um, so if, if you're over on YouTube, you guys can do us a solid by liking the video, subscribing to our channel if you haven't already. And as always, the best thing you, you can do to help out the show is share it with your pals. Let them know that we're out here, that you enjoy what we're doing, and, uh, that you think they might enjoy it too. Uh, so with that, it's time for the random question of the week! So last week... You guys had a little discussion about Pokemon, uh, which I was upset I missed out Uh on, even though my opinions on it are well documented. (laughs) Uh, So I wanted to kind of do a little inverse this week, and I wanted to ask you all, what is your least favorite Pokemon or type? Do I need to answer? Because I think that's been well documented. (laughs) (laughs) I'll kill you and your entire family. Water Pokemon, come at me, bitch. If you really think water is the worst type, I don't. I don't. You're fucking. You're high. You're fucking high. (laughs) That's ironic. But uh, no, the. Uh. I mean, I don't really have one to be honest. Water's for memes, so they can stay. (laughs) Um, and like for the most part, I do think everything is is viable. Maybe not in the meta, but in my personal like party, I think that every Pokemon is great. And those who don't are monsters. The Pokey <laughs> ASPCA will come after you. <laughs> I think I like fairy type the least. Uh, I remember not really like liking the fact that they added any types to the game um, at that point. But I thought fairy was like kind of, eh. Um, I wasn't too thrilled with that and then as far as like an individual pokemon at least favorite that's i think that's that's too hard there are some i love a lot of pokemon but there are some crappy ones to be sure yeah i mean when there's you know uh what do we have to like almost 900 now uh there's bound to be a few duds yeah <laughs> are, are there any that stand out to you though yes uh Garbador, I think is his name. I hate that. <laughs> oh, Pokemon. Wow, fucking Garbador. He's literal trash. He's literally the trash Pokemon. So yeah. that's Andy. Hey, and but then, man, he's uh, actually not bad. 
number two in the Pokemon TCG. That there's a there's a version of that Pokemon that's a card, obviously, that is so insanely good that I really like. It made me hate that Pokemon because it, the, the card's <laughs> so good and it has no right to be as good as it is. As, All right, as an avid stuff. poison user, Sean, I hate him too, and he's actually really good. So I I have this struggle with him. There you go. Yeah, he's a he's a decent bulk boy. Yeah. So what about you, Townsend? Easily, I hate bug type the most because it has seven uh, weaknesses, which I think is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. There's like no bug Pokemon that I like really. Um, yeah. And just the fact that it's got it's less about the design choice. It's just the fact that there's seven weaknesses for it is ridiculous to me. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's only like the only thing it's uh, grass and super... psychic and dark. It's good against if I remember. Yeah, right. And there's like not very many bug stab moves either. Right. So it's like not even. Mm-hmm. It's like oh cool. Oh, and then like... you got to find the right you know either special attacker or, fit, or regular attacker you know and and like to make the move work with it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's like there are plenty of really good bug Pokemon, but yeah. like the the type itself is more of a detriment right. to those Pokemon more often than not. Yeah. As um, far as any individual goes, I've told you how many times over that I hate that stupid ice cream cone. Uh, <laughs> I don't is, think I think it's van- it's Vanellux and Vanellite. Well, think. there's three of them, I, and that's what bugs me is because the damn thing just gets more ice cream and more scoops. You know, like that's it's evolution that it. it so what dumb. the fuck is that? Like that drives me insane. Like there are it some grows really a second head. <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah, there's some really messed up Pokemon designs, like Jinx and stuff, and like Garbodor. You know, actual trash. But fucking ice cream. Like I don't know something about that. Just chills. Me, you know, I hate to say this, chills me to the bone. <laughs> it chills oh me to God. the bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, I hate that thing though. I hate all three of them. I hate the entire family of it. It's genotype whatever you want to say they should all burn there all right go. geez strong <laughs> words but uh all right kill the ice um, cream <laughs> for me it's similar to your reasoning for bug i think i probably would say it's a tie for me between ice and rock because both of those types are just trash like any pokemon that is ice or rock type it it's a detriment to it as a pokemon it makes it less competitively viable just because it has that type. Um, because they have so many weaknesses, not enough resistances, and um, just overall, are, they just don't perform very well. A lot of the thing, their most com- like their weaknesses are very common checks in the meta. You know, fighting and ground are both really po- popular types, and like flying isn't super super prevalent depending on the metas that you're like engaged in. So like. I don't know. They're, neither of them are ever like. There are plenty of ice and rock Pokemon that I like, but every rock Pokemon that I'm a fan of, I'm just like, man, I wish you were just a ground type. Yeah. So yeah, I would <laughs> say rock is rock is probably the most objectively trash in my mind. Uh, and in terms of least favorite Pokemon, man, like I always think it's funny how people are like, I fucking hate Garbodor, or I hate Vanellux, or fucking Chandelier, or whatever. I fucking hate Voltorb and Electrode. Voltorb oh, and Electrode, yeah. it's literally a fucking Pokeball with a face. <laughs> that's that's where we went. I in the funny but here's thing the is, kicker. Is that, it's evolution. Oh yeah, just flips upside fucking down. Great. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> really fucking racking your brains on that one, Game Freak. It's just crazy to me because like I know they cut Pokemon from the original roster, and I'm like, you cut Pokemon? 
And these two motherfuckers still made it in? It's a troll, man. <laughs> That's... I mean, it is, but, like, fuck. It's so, That's like... what makes it cool as hell. It's a troll. Like, you would go... I can't remember what game it is, but you would go and you would try to pick up an you what you think is an item. Yep. Oh, and it's, it's in the an, first, in the first one, in the uh, electric factory. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. god damn. That's great. <sighs> and, and, like, you're right that that one usage of it was great, but it's like, man... You got this whole garbage Pokemon just for that one cool gag in the first game. It's like, ah, I don't know. Look, you gotta <laughs> go, go harder, go home for the memes. I respect that. Exactly, dude. Po- those are those are two of the only Pokemon I've never, ever had on a team. I've never raised a Voltorb or an Electrode because I fucking hate those. Okay, I'm sure that there are a lot more Pokemon than those two that you've never had on a team. Okay, let me clarify. From the original set, because I've played the original set of games like you know, upwards of probably 30 times, even more than that, maybe, because I would play them over and over again as a kid, and I've played, I'd play them, like, probably once every other year, um, as an adult, so yeah, like, I've trained most of the, I would say I think all of the original 151, at some time or another, except for those two, just because I fucking hate them, Hmm. so you just get Magnemite, he's cool, (laughs) all right, so, um, before we jump into the news, uh, we do have a little bit of reader mail, but I just want to remind you guys that if you want to write in with your own random question of the week, uh, you can write in to us at thevideogamepals at gmail.com and uh, maybe have your random question right on the air and be much obliged. So, um, like I said, we've got some reader mail to get into here. Uh, nothing too substantial, but we had some comments on episode 35 of the Video Game Pals, uh, which was um, two weeks ago, but both these comments came uh, more recently. Um, so the first one I'm going to read is from our best pal, Jimmy, uh, number one pal, always commenting on the show, sending in, sending in his thoughts. And, uh, we greatly appreciate you, Jimmy. We love hearing from you. Uh, so he, he writes in and says, I will be that one person. Make the goddamn anime pals. <laughs> I love anime. Holy and, shit. I would, and I would love to hear what some of your favorites are, as well as some discussion, uh, on news about what exciting projects are coming out. Even if this isn't a show that was done weekly, I would listen to every episode. G- How many of the pals are into G- anime? Okay, well, it's happening. Thank you so much, Jimmy. You're the <laughs> one pal. Uh, Jimmy, yeah, you can expect it next yeah, week. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's cool, man. I've, I've got ideas for this shit. So, so, yeah, hopefully maybe by the end of the month we'll have a first episode. <laughs> yeah, one of these right. days. Uh, you think I'm kidding, man? <laughs> you better be kidding. <laughs> so uh I have, I, hey listen man i'll host it myself if i have to <laughs> i'll do it all alone <laughs> but i'll just like rechange the title to something silly like you know like anime myself pal or something like dumb closely th- related but just letting yeah. everyone know it's just mine <laughs> <laughs> me myself and anime uh so to answer your question uh the only other pals pals who are really into anime are marco from the comics pals um i think you know they're There are others of us who have watched anime and have enjoyed anime, you know, on a case-by-case basis, but people who are, like, actually, actively uh, weeb trash are just those two. Whoa. Um, I do have a favorite, though. See, this is why we have problems, because you just go down that route. (laughs) Actively weeb trash? Like, (laughs) I I say it with love. Seriously? Goddamn. That's harsh. Goddamn. And then the uh, other... Uh, comment we have comes from uh, YouTube user the Al one two one three, which is I think that's Al from from Instagram, right? 
Uh, my friend Al, I'm not sure. That yeah, that's who's like he he's done the like he did fan art for us and stuff. I think I think this is him. So I think this is I think this is our our pal Al. But uh, so he wrote in and says in all caps. So that's why I'm yelling. Make the anime pals and please discuss Death oh. Note, Full Metal Alchemist, and the mangas. Oh, and Dragon Ball Super. Explosion! Oh. Explosion! Explosion! Smiley face! Smiley face! Oh, oh shit! Point across very <laughs> very that's well. Two people now. <laughs> you yeah. See that? So I said if uh, one, and now I can't go back on the word. It's happening. <laughs> the people have spoken. The anime pals is literally in my people. There's more than one. I'm, oh my god, guys. This is beautiful. Thank you. There are literally dozens of us. <laughs> There's literally a couple of them, and I love it. And then they talked with each other and were like, yeah, oh my god, yes. Yeah, so, so guys, I'm starting, a, I'm starting a new show, and uh, here you go. <laughs> so, uh, For the record, yeah. One Punch Man and Gunslinger Girl. Alright, bye. Alright, yeah. I mean, I'm all about yeah. FMA, and that got the, that got the name drop. So. Ooh, nice. Um, so, uh, keep your eyes peeled for the Anime Pals coming, uh, next week, right? <laughs> By the end of the month, we'll, we'll have something tentatively up, probably. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> no, no sell. <laughs> I said nice! Oh, oh, I thought you just said no. That would have been way funnier. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, all right, so I guess that means it's time for... The news! The news! We talking about the news! The news! The news! We talking about the news! All right, so we've got six items on the news list this week because apparently the boring-ass news cycle is finally over. Whoop. So we've got some some meaty fun stuff to talk about this week, but I want to start with an update on the ongoing swatting case surrounding the death of the 28-year-old father, Andy Finch. Uh, so in what, can, in what we can only hope is a precedent-setting move, Swatistic, a.k.a. Tyler Burris, a.k.a. the piece of shit who got Andy killed, has been charged with involuntary manslaughter, false alarm, and interference with a law enforcement officer. His bond is currently set at $500,000, and his next court appearance is going to be on January 25th. So we'll update you uh, not by the next episode, but we'll have thoughts on it in two weeks, I guess. So um, before I open this up to you guys, uh, I just wanted to say, like, I'm glad he's being held accountable, but... Uh, my my gut reaction to this is kind of like, great, what about the other people involved? What about the other two people involved? Uh, what about the cop who pulled the trigger? Um, you know, fuck this kid. But I think placing all the blame on him uh, is disingenu- seems disingenuous to me. And I think it doesn't it, – it's, it's a good move towards dealing with swatting on a legal level. But I, I think we do need to hold everyone involved accountable. I, I think until we do that – um, this is going to just keep happening. Because if I can just contract a third party to do it and I don't see any any ramification ever, what's the reason for me to stop? I think that uh, because there's no precedent, legally speaking, for this kind of thing, um, it's it's very hard for old people who have no idea what – they don't even know what swatting is – to figure out how to place blame and how to uh, punish for this kind of crime. It's not even a crime. I'm saying it's a crime. It's not a crime. I mean, or, or if it is, at what, like, okay, so we got this swatistic guy, but if you trace it back even further than that, where's the blame, you know? Um, like, we know where the blame lies, but how do the cops parse that out? How do lawyers parse that out? You know, there's a lot there, and people at that 
level might not have an understanding um, of how this works or maybe there's just nothing on the books for this. So I think that that's a conversation that needs to happen. But this is, I mean, in the grander scheme of things, the unfortunate reality is that this is probably considered small potatoes. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think you're probably right. I think that it probably isn't being looked at as like a major issue yet, and it probably won't be until we have more cases like this. Unfortunately. Yep. I mean, also when it comes to these, I would question if it's going to be a big issue ever, regardless of body count, because the reason why this guy is dead is because of a cop, like directly because of a cop. So I haven't heard anything about the cop since. I think that as much as swatting is getting attention, which I think is really good to, to raise awareness, it's also a complete distraction from the fact that a cop shot and killed this guy. Um, and that can be a big thing, like, moving forward. Um, sorry, you guys were all frozen, and I was just like, what the hell is going on? But, uh, <laughs> that, hence why, like, Discord I kind of, like, sucks. lost my train of thought. But um, I do think that, that this entire... I do think of the swatting incident, while it's very important for swatting to start to, to be more uh, recognized uh, because of how common it is, uh, I do think it's a distraction from the fact that there was a cop that pulled the trigger. And I don't think that's ever going to change in these incidences. Now, that being said, I'm also wondering where the hell are the two kids that started this in the first place? Like... Even from even from that betting site, like, is anyone going to do anything? Like, is anyone going to ban them for breaching terms of service? Is anyone going to, to do something like that? Because there needs to be something more done for the guys that started this. Yeah, like, it seems like they're not even going to get a slap on the right. wrist. Like, nothing. Right. Like, they're just going to walk away from this and take no responsibility. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, I think I think the point you're making about the police officer is a really salient one. I think it was two weeks ago on the show where this story first broke and Andy said that he, he you know he was of the opinion that this is a part of a larger conversation about police violence mm-hmm. in this country and I think that's really true um I think the fact that this guy um this cop killed uh, an innocent man <clears throat> for no reason and is seemingly just going to be placed on administrative leave is not acceptable the, this like you know I, we said 2 weeks ago um, I don't know that this guy should be held accountable for murder or manslaughter or anything like that. Um, he was doing his job, but he's obviously not very good at his job. Like that's he, it, To me, that speaks of an itchy tr- trigger finger. And somebody who's supposed to be, I think he said it was, I think it was a five or seven year veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, you should know better than that. You're trained to not do that, to de-escalate a situation, not to shoot first and ask questions later. Um, so I, I really, I absolutely agree with you. I think you hit the nail right on the head there that the fact that, yeah, it's great that this 18 year old kid who's a fucking asshole is going to be held accountable, but it's also like, he's certainly not the only player in this situation. And I think looking at this as only a win and being like, Oh, we got him," is missing the issue. Mm -hmm. And because if that's your attitude, it's going to happen again. And we're going to, someone else is going to die. Uh, before we move on, Thompson, do you have any thoughts on this one? Uh, you know, <clears throat> this this whole situation sucks for everyone uh, that was obviously involved in it and the wrong side of it. And uh, uh, I think, unfortunately, I, I agree with a lot of the mentality that you guys have had with the, uh, the police not being held accountable for this. Um, until that side changes, this will probably be a problem. 
for a long time. And I don't see that changing because this would be like um, probably a blip on their radar of problems that they have. You know what I mean? On the scale of things that have come up that have brought problems, this really doesn't like for for gamers it does, but for like police forces, this probably doesn't um, even register. You know, um, the guy. I don't even know if he's got administrative leave, but um, he should. They did, they did place him on administrative leave after after oh, okay. the incident. Yeah, I would understand, too, if this man was a rookie and, you know, even a couple of years in the force. And I understand a situation like this. They run into, you know, super high stress yeah. stuff and, like, you are playing with life and death. And I get this. But this is a seven-year veteran. And, you you know, arguing aside, you know, uh, you can see the video for yourself. I mean, the guy was not threatening him. You know, like, he was blinded you know <laughs> right you go to cover your eyes because you're fucking blinded um you also know. isn't that what you're supposed to do when the cops oh, yeah, are put outside your hands up, put your so hands up it's like right you know it was just not called for um, like what if he was one of the hostages you know yeah it's like, ah. yeah exactly right that was my first thought but you know the whole thing sucks you really have to have better training for this the fact that they're not an, uh, acknowledging that the situation needs like you know, to maybe have more training courses for this kind of stuff or update the training courses that they have, you know, means that other people have been trained for these kinds of situations. And that's, I, I think we'll unfortunately see more of this happen because of that. You know, it seems to be that like, yeah, they're, we think they're supposed to train to be de-escalating de these things, but I don't really think they are. You know, I think they're just told like, save your ass and do what you got to do. The force has got your back and whatever, you know, um, it's just, I think a greater problem that we are never going to solve. And, this probably is not going to solve the greater problem. You know what I mean? I don't think this is what's going to tip that. No, yeah, not this specific issue. Well, no, I mean, all. if even 20 more people die from this, I don't think that would tip it. I, I don't think this will ever count because I don't think people take gaming things seriously enough, even when people die, you know? No, it's just mm. a game. It's fine. That's what I mean, you know, like when... Yeah. In most it's situations. It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> well, um unfortunate note but there really isn't any other way to talk about that story so um it happens and we got to bring it out you know yeah right and obviously uh you know our 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 thoughts are are with the finch family uh who are still mourning the loss of their son husband father uncle uh you know who's by all accounts uh a, a decent honest guy so um he will surely be missed and uh Hopefully he did not die in vain. And hopefully this fucking kid goes to jail for as long as they can stick him there. <clears throat> interesting to see how the jury sees this. We'll see. I doubt they're going to be kind. Um, moving on to lighter news, though. Uh, we got our first Nintendo Mini Direct of 2018, and despite some butthurt fanboys getting mad that their predictions didn't come true, <laughs> we actually had a few really exciting announcements, I thought. Um, so uh, let me just real quick. I'm pulling up. I got a GameSpot article here that's kind of recapping them. So let me just pull that up. Okay. So uh, the the first one um, that I want to talk about is uh, the world ends with you. So uh, the world ends with you was a Nintendo DS exclusive from uh, um, Square. It was done by a lot of the the creative team behind um, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, very very popular. Very music oriented. Um, and uh, they're they're kind of bringing they're bringing the game back up you know brand new visuals. Um, they're going to allow you to choose between classic touchscreen controls that were found in the original game or uh, new traditional controls, which I'm really excited about. Um, and it's also going to have quote a sizable new scenario. So there's actually going to be some some brand new story stuff in it as well. Um, 
they didn't give us a specific release date, but the 10th anniversary of the game is this year, and that's what it's being released for, so it seems like we're going to be seeing it sometime in 2018, which is really exciting. Um, this is a game that was always on my radar, but I just never really got around to playing it for whatever reason, so I'm, uh, I'm really excited to double back on this one. Yeah, this one was, like, really highly stylized, and it looked really cool. I never got a chance to play it because I didn't have a DS, but, like, it, it seemed like such a fun game to, to try out. It was very pretty for its time. Yeah. You know, like, I, obviously the... Yeah, it's got that kind of aesthetic for sure. Um, yeah, and I mean, these characters were super beloved. We, we They were in um, uh, Dream Drop Distance, which is the 3DS Kingdom Hearts mm -hmm. game, and, like, people went fucking apeshit for that. So I'm sure there are, there are a lot of fans out there who are going to be excited to go back on this one. All right, uh, so we also uh, got the announcement of some DLC coming to Pocket Tournament DX. Um, we're going to get some some new DLC characters and um, and support Pokemon. So they announced um, that Wave 1 uh, on January 31st is going to bring Aegislash along with Mega Rayquaza and Mimikyu as to support Pokemon. Yes, Mimikyu! Sorry. Yeah, I love Mimikyu. Um, and Aegislash is actually a really cool choice, yeah. I think, for this game. Yeah. Like, he's so different, you know? Like, And I feel like his, his style is probably going to be way different. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm hype about that one. I, th I think Aegislash is a really cool pick. Uh, and then the second wave, which is coming on March 23rd, is going to introduce the greatest fucking Pokemon ever created, Blastoise! Oh, I'm so God. excited! That's right. Yeah! Go to hell, Peggy, Andy, I'm glad you're not here. So, uh, and then we also have wow. two new support Pokemon there as well, which are Mew and Celebi, who are another set of my favorites. Um, so, we didn't see anything about how Blastoise is going to play, but I obviously, you know, he's probably going to be like one of the slower, tankier kind of guys, but... Um, if you purchase the battle pack now, you'll also get access to a new set of avatar items, which if you're deep into the Pokemon scene, maybe that matters to you. But um, this is cool. I'm excited for these new characters. I really liked Pokemon on the Wii U, and I decided to not get it again on Switch just because I didn't feel like there was enough new content, and I played it probably as much as I was going to that time around, but to see that they're actually, like, still actively supporting the game after the fact um, has kind of emboldened me to want to pick it up again, and the fact that Blastoise is in it is an obvious seller for me, so, um, I don't know, I, I don't know that I'll pick it up again, but I'm thinking about it. I was super excited for Pokémon Tournament when it was first announced, and here I am, years later, having never touched it. <laughs> Really? I've never played it. I've at least oh, played Sean, I didn't demo. know I that. I haven't played anything else on it. Dude, you were just at my house this last weekend. We could have played it. I have the Hori controllers and everything. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I've never played it. I, I wanted to. Um, but I think this is really cool. I think Blastoise is, like, the best. And the fact that he's making it into this game is really awesome. I think that... Um, look, I, I wish that this game had... It had more of an impact. It didn't really develop a, a scene. It didn't develop much of a, a scene uh, in the fighting game community. People kind of just disregarded it. It it has a lot to do with what the game was like when it first released. Um, it, it it didn't really. For example, you could only one person had to use the gamepad, if I remember correctly. Oh, that which sucks. is yeah, which is 
an inherent disadvantage. That's not good. And and that alone killed this game's momentum competitively. And it never got it back. So be, partially because of that is why I never wanted to play it. Or why I never got around to playing it, I should say. Um, but that notwithstanding, this news is still pretty cool. Well, and that also changes it, right? Like, now that it's on Switch, that's not a problem anymore. Yeah, but it's still... It's it's an old game now. There, there are so many other games to play that... Uh, this game has kind of lost its moment in the sun. Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably right, and I think in in the at least in the realm of competitive play. But um, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if there isn't an opportunity for it to see a, a, a renewal on the Switch just because people are so into the Switch. If you if you're talking about like from a competitive perspective absolutely not no yeah i I mean like more casually maybe i don't know we'll see uh so next up uh was kirby all-star kirby star allies excuse me um which we saw back at e3 uh we didn't see like too much of it at e3 but you know as thompson and i are have said repeatedly we're big kirby guys and we were immediately locked in it looks like a great game uh, and then the new trailer showed off uh, a lot of new stuff, which is really cool. Um, they're adding some brand new abilities like um, Spider and uh, Painter, a couple like cool new new um, Kirby styles. There's also going to be the ability to mix and match abilities when you're playing with friends, um, kind of a la uh, Kirby Crystal Shards on the N64, which is really cool. Um, and uh, they showed off some some more of the co-op stuff, like how the powers will interact, how you'll be able to work with your friends to uh, unlock new abilities and stuff like that. And um, I'm, I'm about it. This game's coming out March 16th. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, in, in the imminent future, I'd say it's probably the game I'm most looking forward to right now. Um, except for, you know, Far Cry 5. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I can't wait to play this. I can't wait to do some, some pals play with this. Yeah, with we're Thompson. definitely playing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, 100%. We're going to beat the entire game. Kirby's great. Uh, I can't wait for it. There's very little else I could add. (laughs) Yeah, right. And that's the kind of the, I think, the general sentiment around it is if you're into Kirby, this looks great. Otherwise, not really anything special. So uh, we'll talk about it in March. Can't wait. I've never played a Kirby game before, but this looks so good. And um, I'm a big fan of Kirby, but I only know the character from Smash Brothers. So, yeah. Uh, when I inevitably get a Switch, when they do announce or release the next Smash game, uh, this will most likely be a game that I pick up. Uh, I can play this with uh, friends and family, and it looks really good. Yeah, absolutely. This is a game I'm also like looking forward to. Uh, like one of the things I love about the Switch is just that, like you know, the the local co-op and how it's really, really, I think, kind of revitalized that in a lot of ways. You know, at least for me. Uh, Oh yeah, I got yeah. Over, overcooked on it, and and um, you know, uh, lovers in a dangerous space time, like a lot of those kind of like fun little jump in, jump out co op games, and I feel like this fits perfectly into that. Um, and, and this is a game I'm excited to play with Thompson. It's one I'm excited to play with my girlfriend. Uh, it's, I'm excited to play with uh, you know just my boys when we go to the bar or something because I know the bartender and he lets me hook my switch up to the TV because it's I'm a G. Oh well, <laughs> um, I was gonna say it's a very weird. Well, yeah, we, yeah. Mario Kart, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, the perks of being a regular. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. Really excited. 
Uh, so then we also got the announcement of a Dragon Quest Builders demo, which is available now on Nintendo Switch. Um, so if you don't know, it's like a Minecraft meets, you know, Dragon Quest RPG kind of game. Uh, it was on Vita and, and I think 3DS and a couple other platforms. And uh, people liked it. It's coming to Switch. Go play the demo right now. Uh, we also got the announcement of Hyrule Warriors Ultimate Edition coming to the Switch in Spring 2018. It's going to be like the definitive edition of the game. It's going to have all the DLC from both the 3DS and the Wii U. Oh, nice. um, so all the maps, all the missions, all the characters. Um, and it'll also have the ability to play co-op on the same screen, which is something that you couldn't do Ooh. in the Wii U version of the game. That's cool. So, yeah, so that's, that's cool. Um, they're also going to be adding some Breath of the Wild co- content. They're going to add costumes for Link and Zelda so you can play in their Breath of the Wild garb. Um, so, yeah, this is cool. You know, I think this is a no-brainer. This is one of the games that uh, did well on Wii U and was popular on 3DS. Um, it makes sense to bring it together and release a deluxe or definitive edition on the Switch like they've been doing with, uh, you know, pretty much every relevant game on the Wii U. So, yeah, uh, to me, this is kind of a no-brainer. I'm glad they're doing it. Um, not necessarily for me, but uh, I think specifically the combination of the 3DS and Wii U stuff is something I'd really like to see them do on more games, specifically Smash. So, yeah, one to keep an eye out for if you're into the Musos and you want to just beat up mooks as Zelda characters. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so now here's the most fucking fire announcement, and I'm interested to see how you guys feel about this one. I am so hyped on a brand new Mario Tennis game. Mario Tennis Aces coming in spring 2018. Uh, it's it's um, being made by Camelot, which is interesting. They're uh, a team who made a, a GBA game called Golden Sun and then have worked on a couple other Mario sports titles. But um, this is going to be the first Mario Tennis game to include a story mode since uh, Power Tennis. Or no, not Power Tennis. Power Tour on the GBA which uh, was awesome. And I fucking love the Mario Tennis games when they're good. Um, Mario Tennis 64 was like my jam back in the day. Loved, um, was it Superstar Tennis on the Wii? So like, I'm fucking here for this. I can't wait to fucking play me some Mario goddamn tennis. As long as I can play as Waluigi, then it's a must-buy for me. (laughs) Your Waluigi is really good, I have been practicing. (laughs) Don't test it. (laughs) <laughs> I was obsessed with Mario Tennis on the 64 and Fucking so good. Uh, you know, this is a, another game that I will absolutely pick up when I own a Switch. Uh, this is just so cool. I'm so glad they're bringing this back. Hell fucking yeah, man. Especially cuz they really fu- there was a Mario Tennis on Wii U that like sucked. Like Metacritic score is like 5 out of 10. <laughs> and uh the fact that they're so quickly going back to it and being like, mm, we're going to salvage it and get it right, because that's literally the message of the Switch. Uh, great. I'm glad it's not a port. I'm glad we're going. Yeah, it's encouraging. Ground up. New game. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait for this. This is going to be a side piece for me for sure. Yeah, I can't believe uh, how many of you guys like Mario Tennis. I've never played these games or cared. <laughs> I fucking love Mario Tennis. I didn't know you're that de- there was such a fan base for them. No, there is. Well, you're it's just definitely four people. Well, I mean, it's, if it's, this is like any sample, right, you know, to go by, it's everyone but me right now. 75% oh, I played it either. Oh, yeah. I just want to play as Waluigi, for the record. Oh, okay. Well, fair. Oh, so you've never I've played, never Mario, played Tennis? Mario Tennis? I've never played Mario Tennis, no. Oh, oh they're, they're so goddamn fun. 
Uh, I can't wait to play it with you guys. Do you have I, to like I'm, tennis to do it? No, no. That's the thing I, is, I like, <laughs> I like them because the Mario sports games are great because they're actually like old school sports games. They're arcadey. Like, okay, it's, yeah. It's tennis, but it's Mario tennis. So it's like sometimes the ball lights on fire or some shit like yeah. that or whatever. And it's like it's cool. Like it's it's different and. The fact that it's going to have the story mode is hype because those were the best. Like, they would be like, oh, Bowser Castle match. You're in a thing and, like, the fucking floor's on fire and you can only use half of the, like, court or you got to fight Petey Piranha and fucking kill him with tennis balls. It's like, yes. All Sign right. me the fuck <laughs> up, dude. Sounds kind of cool. And then get me fucking Mario Golf next year. Let's fucking get back. Oh, get God. back into it. All the sports. Um, dude, Mario sports games are fucking fun. Fight me. Uh... In tennis. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, never mind then. Um, so then uh, next up, um, we got the announcement that uh, the PS4 Vita PC game Yis, I think it's how you pronounce it. It's YS8, uh, Lacrimosa of Dana, or Dana, uh, will be coming to the Switch in 2018. Um, looks like a big, meaty, very, very, very Japanese JRPG. <laughs> um Wish Andy was here to speak on it. He might have thoughts on this one. I really just, I don't, this is not interesting to me at all. Like, I, as soon as I see a game where one of the two main characters is a small anime girl and, like, she has, like, no clothes on, I'm just like, I'm out. I'm uh, not interested. Pete. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, did this do anything for you, Thompson? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't have time to really right. play these kinds of, like huge games anymore but like don't get me wrong if i had time i would love it i would absolutely love it because like i just love every jrpg that i have time for uh, all right so why don't you just get it for Alyssa, and then we can she can yeah, play yeah, yeah. it and then we can let her thoughts come out on the show yeah she beat tales of berseria and, and and all the other ones that she was uh sitting on recently so she just finished like three huge games well here you go here's a new one for her i know she <laughs> loves i know she loves big weeby jrpgs with scantily yes. clad women so this will be right up her alley perfect um. <laughs> uh, so then we also got announcement of a Super Mario Odyssey update, which is coming in February 2018. Uh, they're going to be adding a new game uh, mode called Balloon uh, Balloon World, which lets you like do this fun little mini game uh, with the help of Luigi, which is cool. Um, it's like a kind of asynchronous like multiplayer thing where like you either hide a balloon and then people try to find it online, or you try to find other people's balloons online. There's like a leaderboard. Um, I don't think I'm really going to fuck around with this. Uh, Mario Odyssey has enough content that's super engaging I haven't gotten to yet. But I'll check it out. And uh, they also are going to be putting in three new um, outfits and then some new snapshot filters, uh, which are really fun. So there's going to be Night Armor, um, the musician outfit from New Donk City. And then they're also going to be giving him uh, the outfit he wears on the beach in Super Mario uh, Sunshine, where he's got like the shades and everything. So it's like, that's cool. Damn, that game is huge. <laughs> I fucking love that game so goddamn much. Um, any excuse to play more of it is fine by me. Um, so then they also announced uh, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, which is weird. Like, So it, it's a new brawler from uh, NIS. It's um, just female characters from the SNK series. Hmm. I don't really know SNK at all, though me neither like mm. it, it's just like i like i know snk is a brand but it already was niche to me and the fact that they're gonna make it even more niche by being like it's also only gonna have female characters which is like how many even are there i, I don't know sean as the fighting guy like w what's your read on this 
I mean, this is fine, you know. Uh, SNK does have a, a number of female characters that they could put in a game like this. I don't know why we need this as opposed to just another core, like, fighting game from them. Because fan um, service. Yeah. You very yeah. well may be right. Isn't I mean, it just would, Dead or Alive so. except another universe? No, because it is like a tag fighter. Like it, it looks like it's like a serious fighting it game, is. not like a, yeah. you know, not like Jiggle Physics the game. Mm. <laughs> Jiggle Physics. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Mm, any any time there's like oh it's an all female game. It's like mm, yeah, but in what context is probably important yeah. to note. Doki Doki Literature Club. I mean, that's not the, bad. the essay. But like, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, but like any fighting game that's like female. Uh, sorry, fighting all female is instantly dead or alive to me, and I'm just like, this is gonna be pure fan service. Peggy, you didn't like Rumble Roses XX on the Xbox. <sighs> <laughs> the SNK games have never like really been like that. Um... I mean, look, SNK has a character called Mai that is Jiggle Physics, the character. Um, But other than her, the characters are, generally speaking, just pretty regular. Uh, They have regular dimensions. I mean, and and they have some really cool characters to them. So uh, is this a game I'm going to buy? No, but it's there's I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, It's an interesting choice on their part. But uh, I know that a lot of people who are SNK fans are hardcore SNK fans, just because it's like kind of like it's not like being it's not like being a fan of Street Fighter. There are lots of casual Street Fighter fans. There aren't a lot of casual SNK fans. Uh, so you know, we'll see. This, I mean, you guys know that this is also the same company that puts out King of Fighters, right? So like, they make serious fighting games, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens here. I, I would imagine it's going to be a serious game, but I think, uh, I think, I, I would say Peggy's right that their motivation is probably fan service. Um, not that that means it's going to be a bad game. Uh, so then, in addition to that, they also announced that the Neo Geo game Art of Fighting Two is available on Switch right now. So you can go check that out if you're an SNK fan. Good for them. Yeah, throw them a bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then Mario plus Rabbids is getting some DLC in spring 2018. They're going to be adding Donkey Kong to the game as a playable character. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, they also are, they've got other DLC like on the way. So probably more of that to come, but, uh, that's a game I missed out on in 2017. If I have time in 2018, I think I'd like to double back and try and play it. Um, all of my switch friends who have it really love it. So, uh, and I love, I love a good tactical RPG like that. So, um, we'll see what happens, but Donkey Kong coming soon. Uh, so this one I thought was really interesting. They announced Payday 2 is coming out on, on the Switch on February 27th. Wow. yeah. Um, which is just, I think it's cool. It speaks it speaks to what I think they're trying to do with the Switch. It seems like a new Nintendo here, really, you know, where there is, like, we've got Doom and Wolfenstein and games like Payday and, you know, L.A. Noir, just more adult-oriented games, more uh, shooters, more action-oriented stuff um, that speaks to, you know, non- Nintendo fan fans, you know, so that there is more for you to do on your Switch if that's more your vibe, uh, which is cool. I think that's a good move for them. 
And they also announced that there's going to be a uh, uh, a new character called uh, Joy, who's a Japanese computer whiz with like a weird programmable screen face that's going to be like available first on Switch. Um, in so Payday? Go, yeah, in Payday 2. Wow. Uh, I haven't so played check, that game in a long time, man. That may be a good reason to jump back in. Yeah, I've, I had at least like 500 hours on Steam. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah, but this was like probably now two years ago since I had played yeah, it. Yeah, it's an older game. That's, that's why I'm shocked it's coming to the Switch, man. Like this, it, I got to it late, like two years ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy, man. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the Switch is a really good place for people to leverage IP, man. You know, yeah. If you've got an, an older game that's you know popular and, and well-received or whatever, it's like you can definitely get something out of that. Um, so then we also heard about uh, Fee and Celeste, which are two EA originals um, that we uh, Fee we saw back at, at um, E3 earlier oh, this yeah. year, and some of us were interested in it. Um, coming to Switch on um, February 16th. And then Celeste, which is a, a um, really, really cool pixel action platformer um, from Matt Makes Games, is coming uh, to Switch on January 25th. So I'm really excited for both of those games as a platformer guy. Uh, we also got the announcement that Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is being ported um, to the Switch, which is great. One of the uh, best, most popular Wii U games that uh, just obviously didn't get the attention it deserved on the Wii U because nobody played Wii U games. Um, so, fuck yeah. It's another great one. I want to play this. Uh, want to play this with Thompson as a pals play. Uh, very excited for this one. And then, um, finally, Dark Souls Remastered. Um, yeah. This is coming May 25th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also yeah. coming to PS4 and Xbox One and PC, just so you know. But uh, yeah, this is huge. I mean, we knew this was coming, I think. Uh, not necessarily remastered, but like when From Software announced they were making Switch games, I think Dark Souls as a Switch game was kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, so this is great. It's another example of them getting a way different kind of game on the Switch. Yeah, man. And something that appeals to people that don't just want to play Mario and Zelda. Or if your whole thing is, well, I like those games, but I don't want to buy a console for just those games. It's like, all right, well, maybe you want to get in Dark Souls on the go. You know, maybe you want to pick up Payday again. Great. I'm really excited for the re- This is, you know, remastered, obviously. Um, the graphics, obviously, play a good part. But I'm hoping that they'll incorporate a lot of the shit that they did with 3, where they, like, fixed a lot of the janky shit. You know, 3 is, like... A fucking airtight package, man. Dark Souls 3 is just such an, a good experience. And if they can not, like, speed up or anything, like, you know, change anything like that, but fix the, the crud in between that made you hate the game, basically. Fix the jank. Yeah, which one is really well known for. Like, I, if they can do that, uh, I'm going to get this, like, as soon as it comes out. I, cool. I, can't, I could not wait to play this again with, like, updated shit, you know? I was thinking it might be fun for us to do some content around it when it comes to Switch oh, or whatever, God, just because yes. I hate I hate that game so much, and we and I'll definitely... finally get you to play it. Yeah, do some like fun like rage compilations or some shit like oh, that. Oh, it's gonna so be we'll, great, man. We'll see what oh. happens. If you guys, Ooh. if you if you guys want to watch me play Dark Souls and hate well, I'm my fucking in. life, I want. Uh, <laughs> I want to watch show. So. Oh, right in. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm gonna write into us. <laughs> get an email from Thompson next week. Um. So that, that's that's it for the direct. Uh, overall, I I thought this was a really so- solid direct for a mini direct. It was, and that's important. Mini directs are different than major directs. It was only 14 minutes. They packed this shit with announcements. A lot of these games are really exciting, um, even though a lot of them necessarily aren't like surprising. Uh, I would say Mario Tennis was probably the only thing that really like shocked me. Uh, or I and um, the world ends with you, Port. But um, 
I, th I thought this was good. I thought this was a good showing, and I think it shows that Nintendo's got a, a strong uh, plan for the next three months. So, and I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah, man. It's good to know that, like, the king is still reigning supreme for a little longer, you know, that we're going into 2018 with them saying, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and I'm confident that we're going to continue to see that level of competence from them. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would hate for them to just drop the ball right now. Yeah, I mean, it would be devastating because uh, they have had such a strong showing lately. So um, here's hoping that uh, when we get around to E3 that we've got, you know, more. But uh, Andy did point out um, to me privately that uh, butthurt fanboys aside, <laughs> there will probably be – this is a quote from him. There will probably be a bigger direct in a couple weeks for Metroid and or Fire Emblem, uh, which is like – Sorry, having this one gets the hype up for that one and prevents things like Mario Tennis from being buried in Metroid Prime hype. So that, I think, is accurate. And when you look at the fact that it's a mini-direct, a lot of times Nintendo follows those with a major direct that's more focused on one or two games. So uh, I would imagine that one of those is probably not far off. So uh, Could be good. Get hype! Uh, so speaking of Nintendo games on the way, Sean and Thompson's most anticipated game of 2018, Detective Pikachu, finally has a confirmed Western release date. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, dude, like, it doesn't have Danny DeVito, so this game is dead to me. Honestly, the guy who's doing the voice of Detective Pikachu, kind of, he's got a Danny DeVito quality to him. I'll admit that he has a good voice, and he did shock me with his Detective Pikachu, but it's not Danny DeVito, and I will not compromise on this. Couldn't afford him, dude. You, you're telling me that they're going to get a talking Pikachu for a game, and they're not going to get Danny DeVito? They're not going to splurge for Danny DeVito? You're going to take this route. That's where the <laughs> And you're not going to get Danny DeVito. <laughs> Uh, so a North American trailer for the game has dropped, saying it's coming to the States on March 23rd on the 3DS, uh, along with a plus-size Detective Pikachu Amiibo. Uh, for comparison's sake, the Smash Bros. Pikachu Amiibo is 7.1 centimeters, and the Detective Pikachu one is almost twice that size at 13.6. So I'm going to buy this giant Detective Pikachu Amiibo for Why? Sean and, and Thompson. So I can sit there and watch it every time we do Pals Play and I get mad? I wanted to stare you in the face whenever we do the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I'll even accept, like, a Jeff Goldblum DLC pack for voiceovers, but <laughs> this game is Are... dead to me. So now you got my attention. That would that would be really good. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch I'd watch that. I'd yeah. listen to that, I guess. Um, so, you know, I, I, obviously this is a silly fucking thing, but uh, probably one of the last major 3DS games coming. So Oh, is it only um, on the 3DS? Yeah, only on the 3DS. Wow. Marshall no, it's really there. dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish it was on Switch, so it would be easier for us to do videos about it. I don't see how we're going to do anything about a 3DS game, because we don't Woo! have, like, a capture setup, so... Uh, Saved me. Thanks. Thanks, our, Nintendo. Yeah. You put oh, it on well. the inferior console, so now we can't record it. Thanks. Thank you. You've saved me from <laughs> playing this game. See, that's what they did. They're like, we're going to make this game, but fuck it, we're going to put it on 3DS. Mm. So Thompson can live. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving right along, um, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battles release date has been announced alongside with the news that 50% of the game's roster is going to be released as DLC. Oh, so is that yeah. the game we played? Uh, not this shit again. Yes, it is. With all the other things and Ruby and all that. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, though, that's a lot of DLC. Maybe. Yeah, so so the game's going to be dropping on PS4 and Nintendo Switch, which is really cool. I actually didn't know it was coming to Switch. Um, on May 31st in Japan, and then June 5th in North America. 
So at launch, the game is going to have 20 characters. Okay. Uh, that fans who are watching the game closely will already recognize they've already been confirmed. Um, so we'll link to an article down below where you can check out that roster for yourself if you want. Uh, we got one from shoryuken.com. Um, but in addition to that, there's going to be 20 additional characters who are going to be available as only as DLC. Um, so one of them so far, only only one of them, excuse me, has been announced so far. It's Ruby's Blake Belladonna. Woo! But, um, oh, okay, yeah! that's cool. Blake! Woo! Go Blake! She was a little bit of a, of a asshole in this current season, but she came back literally late yesterday. She came back and she was like, I'm going to help everyone now. It's like, fucking finally, but okay. Also, <laughs> I would argue best best one of the Ruby. Like, best one of the squad. Her, her like, oh. like uh, powers are really awesome, so... All right. Well, I don't remember their names. One. Is she the black-haired one? She is. Yes. Yeah, she's she my favorite. She is. Ruby of course Rose she is, is the red Thompson. one. Uh, Weiss is the white one. Like, but you get it. Yeah. Well, Yang that's white is, and German. Yang so. is yellow, and Blake is black. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So she's she's gonna I assume be the first one. Um, she and one other character are going to be available individually. The rest will be available in packs of three, and then you can also get all of them in an additional... It's called, quote, additional character all in one pack. Do you um, have a price on that? No, but if you get the deluxe edition of the game, it comes with the, the all pack. Do you have so, a price on that? <laughs> I don't. Okay, because <laughs> the deluxe so, edition could be like 110 for all we know, you know? That's the thing, is like, yeah. without knowing how much this game costs or how much they're going to charge, it's kind of hard to like comment on that aspect of it, right. but uh, Sean, as as a fighting game guy, I know you have thoughts on this and that's how gotta, this affects yeah, it's gotta, gotta, the longevity of the game, so. So, this is stupid. Uh... For a few reasons. Number one, uh, it's it's insensitive to the current climate that we're in with DLC. Mm. Uh, people have obviously, over the last year, gotten even more upset about DLC. And um, especially in fighting games, you know, we've had the problems with Capcom. You know, people feeling like they release unfinished games. Um to already know that you're going to come out with 20 characters and basically have them ready to go is uh, unbelievable. It's hurtful to the competitive scene when you have literally half the roster that is unavailable at launch to many of the games, many of the players of the game. Granted, anyone who's serious about competing is going to get all the characters but that's basically putting them in a corner because they then have to get those characters which doesn't feel good uh so there's a lot of issues with this and then on top of that they didn't release the pricing if you told me that this was a 30 dollars game that then had 20 additional characters that you could buy and that the total cost of those characters would then equal out to 30 more dollars which would then make it a the price of a normal box game, I would then tell you, then how come the game isn't just 60 bucks? Uh, There's no... There's no justifiable reason that I personally know of for this. Um, And so, without a price point, without knowing some more details, this is just very, very strange. Uh, I do just want to clarify one thing, um, just for the listener, because I, I don't, I don't think you think this, but one of the things you said sounded like this almost. Uh, the twenty additional DLC characters will not be available at launch; like they're going to be rolled out over time. 
So they will be, like, adding new characters to the game, not locking half of them behind a paywall. Which is different, but not necessarily... That doesn't alleviate the issue you're talking about. I heard, I, think that, the, I heard that part of the reason for that was to get the game out for EVO. And yeah, they want it playable at the Japanese Evo, where the 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 roster of the original twenty characters is going to be playable at at Evo. Yeah, but like if you're going to lock out or whatever you want to call it, like not have half the roster, doesn't that shoot the game itself in the foot for stuff like Evo? Because the the game like you know that there's going to be more shit, so like anything that you solidify as a strategy with those original twenty could get usurped at any given time. Yeah, like the meta like, isn't not that kind of bullshit at that point. Yeah, like, you're fucking up the meta on that's, like, isn't that what the Evo thing is about, kind of, like, the meta, right? The the, the meta is really. the meta is the meta uh, at the time. The meta at Evo will be the meta with these original 20 characters, and then that will shift as new characters come out. Uh, yeah, but I think that sucks, like, because you know that there's going to be more coming out, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, we didn't criticize Smash for doing that. Like, every fighting game in this day and age adds DLC characters. No, I just think it's different when it's 20 more and you've got 20. That's literally half. I think it's yeah, I think that's fair. A, li- a little different between, like, Smash when you're like, hey, I've got 40 characters, like, and they're going to add me, like, any amount after that. It's cool. Like, but to have, knowing that 50% of them, I don't know, that just kind of irks me, I guess. Oh, I mean, it irks me, too. If If I were... Looking at a at a if this were a Capcom game, they would get eaten alive. Um, That's what I was gonna say. Is like, isn't this the exact same problem that plagued Street Fighter Five? Yeah, at least they're not putting the characters on the disc, and we had to data mine it out to figure this out. I mean, that's the only thing I can say that's positive that they're upfront about it. I guess. I, yeah, I, I guess. I don't like, feel like <laughs> it's upfront to say that there's going to be 20 characters that are DLC and then not give us any kind of price point for yeah, any element of the game at all. Yeah, yeah, that's my only paper-thin positive thing in this. <laughs> People are making the assumption that it will be cheaper, but there's no reason to believe There's that. no way it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be a $60 game. Yeah, I think I'm inclined I, to agree. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I think... I don't know why people are making that assumption, but I have seen that quite a bit. So it would be interesting if that was what they did. I think that would actually maybe be cool. But um, is this from Arc System Works as well? Yeah. Yes. And they they're doing the Dragon Ball thing too, right? Yep. Hmm. And that comes out this week, so no worries there. <laughs> it's just weird why like one side would treat it like differently than the other. Well, know. the the Dragon Ball Z, the Dragon Ball Fighters uh, season pack sucks, and. There's like a lot of there's been a lot of issues that people have had with that too, um, so they're not doing like a ton better over there, hmm. um, but they're also giving you at least a you know a sizable roster at launch. Right. It's it felt like it was more of a full game uh, from what I'd seen. I hadn't looked into the season pass for fighters, but do you not feel that twenty is a good roster number? I think twenty is okay. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think that that's like bad. I just don't want to hear. That you've got 20 more characters playing. Like, okay, Injustice, right, has uh, their season pass that you you buy. And it, you, it gives you access to several characters that have come out over the course of three uh, waves of DLC. Which is fine. We didn't know who the characters were going to be ahead of time. Um, and we've adopted the understanding that season passes are par for the course. And so everyone understands that. Uh, but the game at launch 
had a very respectable roster, and what they have added has been added incrementally, and it's not 20 characters. It hasn't bloated the roster to double the size. Um, And again, this is a move that they're making to get the game out earlier. So if they didn't want to do that, they would have more of the 20 characters in the main game. So they're admitting to the scheme. And that's, then if that's the game, what bugs me, yeah. If the game is then $60, then if you would have waited, I would have saved money, basically. Mm-hmm. The thing I, I also don't understand is, like, why are they rushing to get it out in time for EVO this year when, like, Fighters is also coming out this year? Like, do you need to put out... Why are you putting out two games in the same year? Like, I feel like they're going to cannibalize each other. Um, I don't know. I think that I think that Fighters has a different audience than this. Like, I'm of the audience for Fighters, not this game. Um, mm, that's true. Dragon Ball Z is is a much more mainstream, um, you know, game and a much more mainstream IP. Whereas this is like, you know, you've got to be you've got to be a different kind of gamer to want to play this. Um, it just is like, don't you? Th- I, I I don't know. I I think you're right. Like I think Fighters appeals to a mainstream market in a way that this never could or never would. But like. I feel like Arc System fans are still going to want to play Fighters. Like, you know? I don't know. It just it seems so weird. It's The whole situation is seems very strange. We live in an age, too, where, like, a, when a game comes out doesn't really have anything to do with its longevity. So there are people yeah. who go to EVO and enter the Marvel vs. Capcom tournament, the Street Fighter V tournament, the Street Fighter Third Strike tournament, like... The Super Street Fighter 2 tournament. Like, when you have these these events, people enter more than one tournament. It's just the way it is. And so, if somebody happens to be really good at fighters and that that uh, skill set translates over to Blast Blue, then that helps them out even more. Sonic Fox plays several fighting games at once. The space is kind of different than a lot of other gaming spaces in that sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's more yeah. similar okay. to, like, Battle Royale in that case, where it's like... Uh, people are aren't just you know they're not like a Super Smash Brothers specifically they're a either like a fighting player like that sort of thing it's a more generalized uh, scene at least in terms like of RTS yeah. skills transfer for sure like the RTS skills transfer over for every game I play with RTS stuff you know and like fighting games is like one of the only other things I've ever been able to do that with um, for the record, when I played them at Comic Con between these two fighters and uh, the Blaze Blue crossover game or whatever the fuck it's called, um, cross tag battle. Yeah, the skill set did transfer. I played the uh, cross tag one first, and then I went to fighters, and I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing right now. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was like two go. seconds in, and I picked it up. So yeah, um, that's definitely a viable thing because I hadn't played either of them, and I picked it up between the other. You know. All right, well, I mean, I guess we're going to have to see how this one nets out. But Yeah, yeah, I'm interested in this. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this goes down. They were the because... only two games I played at Comic-Con. They've had my interest for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, sorry, our, our last uh, news item this week is going to take us into our meat and potatoes, uh, which is all about the Overwatch Pro League. So um, Peggy's own Winston's hey. Lab uh, is reporting that Twitch and Blizzard have signed a two-year contract to broadcast every Overwatch League game uh, ha- on Twitch. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Uh, in English, Korean, and French. Now you cool. can go. That happened literally two days before Overwatch League started. That announcement wow. yeah, happened two days. Oh, okay. Less than four. Less than four for sure. But, like... 
there was a whole bunch of, of other journals, and there was a, a person uh, in the community named Slasher who reported that as of, like, December 1st or 3rd or something like that, there was no deal at the time. Um, and it was apparently getting getting hard uh, for, game, for, like, teams to get sponsorships and that sort of thing and kind of went on like that. But, like, there was no deal signed until, like, two days before opening day or, or something close to that where you're like, guys, guys. It's like, so where are we watching this? MLG.tv <laughs> slash Overwatch League is where you would have watched it. <laughs> That's horrible. Because uh, they did that for preseason. Preseason was only on MLG.tv if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. Like, no, no, I'm pretty sure I'm right. No. No, I'm pretty sure like, I'm right no. because I watched it on MLG.tv and I'm like, I can't clip anything. This sucks. Yeah, it's like, no thanks. Yeah. That being said, the, the <laughs> Sorry, quality like, on MLG TV is so much better, but, like, Twitch is Twitch, and you're not going to fuck with Twitch for eSports. Right, it's like, even if the quality is better, like, proprietary video and audio streaming things suck. Yeah. Like, they're annoying to interact mm. with, and, like, when you're used to using Twitch or YouTube or SoundCloud or whatever it is, like, having to use something else, like, it's annoying. And a lot of times they don't interact with mobile interfaces very mm -hmm. well, which is, like, let's be real, that's where people consume a lot of this kind of content. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, you know, like, it could be one of those things, and I don't, I can't speak to specifically the MLG thing, but, like, I know whenever I use a proprietary video thing, it always drives me crazy when I'm watching a video and then it auto-dims the screen all the time because <laughs> it thinks I'm just on a web page. Yep. And I'm like, I'm trying to watch a video! <laughs> So, yeah, fair. I, uh, I mean, also to be fair, MLG TV is also home of the COD League, so like CWL and all that jazz. So like they they've have it down to pretty pretty down pat at this point, but you can't clip anything, and it's not on Twitch, so I don't like it inherently. Nah, yeah, you got to be on Twitch, mm -hmm. man. Like you have to be on Twitch. I don't. I think that's like non-negotiable. The fact that like I ha I was like, oh, this is like a mm -hmm. thing. They had to like they had to sign a contract for it. I was like, I thought that was like a foregone conclusion that it would be on Twitch. <laughs> I think um, it was, I was really ninety million to dollars too. Wow. Oh my god! That was the contract. Like, how much was paid? I can get us a source on that one, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, it was ninety million. Now, keep in mind, this was a league that you had a twenty million dollar buy-in. That does not include any players or anything like that. Just twenty million to get into the league. So, to like to to start a to team. to start a team. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And it sometimes went god, up depending on where you were. Say Los Angeles. That is so much money. Yeah. How many teams are there? Twelve. Oh my god. Holy shit. Blizzard. Yep. <laughs> Just printing money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Um, I did want to ask you something, though, uh, before we move on, which was, like, were you at all surprised to see French listed as one of the three languages here? I wasn't aware of that. E I mean, not really. Um, a, a big deal in France. Rogue was one of the biggest teams uh, in Overwatch, and they were all, they were an all French team. Um, mm. And I think there was a there's definitely a following there. Uh, so I'm I'm really I guess hyped it's also about Canadians. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't too surprised about that. Like everything was pretty was pretty much like yeah, that makes sense. At least in in my opinion. That, yeah, that's just specifically stood out to me because it was like English, okay, duh, right? Korean, yep. yep, okay, great. Two biggest esports markets. I was like, French, okay, cool. Like, I don't know. Just never never would have expected that one. I would have figured 
even maybe Japanese before France or for, before Fair. French, but I get uh, I guess not. Right? Yeah. that's that's cool. I'm, I'm also glad. expecting I'm that to, to expand into the next season. Like we'll see a little bit more uh, languages. Sure. Get uh get a German stream up in there maybe. That'd be such a fire cast. Just hey, based hey, on the man. German you, language. The UN doesn't even. The yeah, UN we're just like even. hearing them get like really excited and yell in German because the two sounds that German like German words either sound scary or adorable. <laughs> so like, have to be okay. Good... Like Krankenschwester and Geschirrspielmaschine, uh, but like, you know, whatever. Uh, German doesn't even get spoken in the UN. <laughs> so like, why would it... <laughs> it's not even an official UN <laughs> it's language? It's not the point though. Yeah. It's... Uh, to be fair, like yeah, most most Germans do speak English, so yeah. uh, I would I would say probably the next one you'd want to see is like Spanish, right? I mean, like, yeah, but that's more than likely most, most popular language in the yeah. world. Like, is it? Um, yeah, it's the most widespread language in the world, anyway. Hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> this is cool. You don't think Chinese? Uh, I mean, also, no, it not. should also be noted there's only one European team in Owl right now, and that is the London Spitfire. And fun fact, that is a the London Spitfire is owned by Cloud9, which is an American organization. Uh, it's in London, so it's European, and the entire team is Korean. <laughs> so, wow. you know, nice. esports <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> like, it's why? a European position owned by an American, like NA uh, org, that is run entirely with Koreans. That feels exclusively Korean players. Yes. All right. All right. It was a uh, country from Sarah, if I remember correctly. All right, so uh, that's going to take us into our meat and potatoes this week. So while we're on the subject of the Overwatch Pro League, where the hell are all the women is the question that seems everyone everyone seems to be asking this week. Uh, so, oh, Peggy just pulled up her Overwatch Pro League cup. She just, she's, she's like, look, <laughs> I'm a woman. I went to the Overwatch Pro League. <laughs> what? No, I went to the World so, Cup. I didn't go to the, I didn't go to Al yet. Oh, no, fuck, yeah, you didn't go. Never mind. I'm dumb. Thanks for reminding um, me, though. Yeah, see, that was a great God memory. Remember? I, no, I, I was going to say, you remember when you went to the World Cup? That was so cool. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, as our esports expert, Peggy, why don't you introduce the topic at hand here? Um, and then I've got some questions to facilitate it once you walk us into it. Okay. So basically, there was, a, there was an article from Kotaku uh, that kind of pointed out the fact that Kaguri, who is one of the top Zarya players, if not the top Zarya player, uh is not on any roster to speak of. And that brought up the question, where, well, where are the women in OWL? Um, there is, There are no female players in this season one, uh, which was... And there are 130 players, yeah, I think, right? which was expected, and we will get, we will get to as to why that was expected soon. But um, I am, like, pers- personally speaking, I am terrified to talk about this statement. Um, to talk about this entire thing. Um, and the reason why is because there's just so much toxicity about it online already. And there's so many people, um, so many people just completely throwing it aside, just saying, nah, it's owl, like, it's not supposed to be like that, not when we had this, this sort of player base to start with. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of sides and there's a lot of people, uh, chiming in. Like, for example, Felicia Day and Meg Turney, both two pretty, pretty big, prominent people in, in the gaming scene. I um, mean, like video games in general, and a little bit in esports. Um, talked out about it and said, "Hey, why aren't there any girls?" To which immediately they got discredited by anyone who was against who was against like the the idea. Because um, they were like, "Yeah, but you're not." 
basically, I saw a whole bunch of replies that were like, you're not in the scene, though, so you can't talk about it, is essentially what people said. Um, I mean, I think even to uh, counter that, like, I know um, anyone who's familiar with the Game Grumps uh, will know uh, Susie Burn- Burnhow. Yeah. Uh, and she she talked about it as well. She's a um, not a pro player, but she plays Overwatch uh, very regularly on her channel, Kitty Cat Gaming. She's a very very high level player, and she commented on it as well and got lots of um, not necessarily even hate, but a lot of people with even in just from the Game Grumps community being like, well, maybe it was like merit based, like you know, like maybe there just aren't good enough female players, and it's like that's not true. Yeah, you know, like I I don't think I don't think anyone can argue that there aren't objectively more men trying to make it as pro players in Overwatch, mm-hmm. right? Like that's true. Yeah. That doesn't mean that there is a lack of notable female talent right. though. Like you pointed out, um Giguri, uh you know, for those of you who don't know, you might know her from this story. I know Thompson you might recognize this cuz we talked about it on the Slackcast back in the day, but she made waves uh 2 years ago when she was only 17 for being the best Zarya player, um, and everybody said that she was cheating, you know, that she was hacking because she couldn't possibly be this good. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, she, she, she had to prove it on a live stream, though. Yeah, she famously streamed her hands while she played and was like, look, yeah, It wasn't yeah, even that. Good. She had to go onto a different PC entirely. Like, it was set up from oh, another wow. org, and Jesus the org Christ. was like, we know this girl. Like, we know that she's not cheating, and you know what? We're going to help her prove it. And first off, kudos to those guys because I don't think a lot of people would do that. But but they had to literally bring her into a, to a studio with a separate PC that wasn't hers that she hadn't played on before that was vetted by the org. And uh, even two now former, haha, <laughs> got them, uh, Overwatch pros were like, I will bet my entire career that she is cheating. There's no way a girl's this yep. good. Uh, to which they stepped down a couple of weeks after that, uh, after the... the cast happened because she wasn't wow. fucking cheating she was just that fucking good assholes but yeah. they, they oh. actually stepped out though yeah they they i mean they had to at that point it was so like widely publicized that these two guys were going i will bet my career mm. on it that at that point it was kind of push came to shove wow. yeah i mean surprised yeah, they right. followed through though mm. But Gaguri also got a whole bunch of death threats and, like, a lot of a lot of real hate that shouldn't fucking happen, but is unfortunately very common for, for women in the gaming community. Um, like, whenever they well, say an then, unpopular opinion. Or when they say anything. <laughs> um, oh, there's a girl in voice chat? Let's sexually harass her. Yep. Um, yeah. But, you know, then I think the thing, though, that, like, really makes the issue of Gaguri the smoking gun is, like, she was... Uh, a pro player in Korea. Yeah, she was like, on Rock Orca. She was Orcas. playing in the Apex yep. League. She, right, <laughs> right. Apex. Um, right. Which, but that at the time that was South Korea's like premier league. At the time, for that was Overwatch. the most premier league. Period. Uh, Apex was the place to go if you were up and coming. Like Lunatic High was always there. Uh, Lunatic High is now CL Dynasty. In case you don't know that, you should. But in case you didn't, um. And, like, that was the place to go if you were the the biggest uh, and, like, best team in Overwatch. So, like, obviously if she's competing at that level, like, she's more than good enough to play in the OWL. And, like, there's no legitimate reason that she shouldn't have been drafted by one of these teams. Like, we just talked about how there's, you know, there are Korean players in the league. So, like, why not her, right? But it's a logistics issue, Pete. That's what I was, yeah, so that seemed to dominate the conversation, was we got a lot of bullshit answers from these orgs. Um, so, like, when the Houston Outlaws were asked about the absence of her in the league, 
uh, they talked about it for 20 minutes and gave laughably transparent answers, like language barriers, which, LOL, right? Because there's no Korean players in the league, uh, or concerns over co-ed player housing. Because what, we can't give her a room? Like, <laughs> fucking get so, out of here with that. It's- so when it comes to all this, like... I don't want to say anything because I don't want to get hate and have fucking... All right, listen. I'm going to put a disclaimer here. Fucking fuckboy fanboys who listen to this episode, if you've got any hate, direct it at me. At loud underscore No, 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 no. I'm going to take the fucking hate (laughs) if I say stuff. I don't need a guy to step in way. Thank you. (laughs) That was not my intention. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can be afraid to do it and still do it. But it's... Okay. So, objectively speaking... Outside of Gaguri, I do not know of any female player that would have been a favorite for the Overwatch League to start with. And the reason why I know I don't know any is because there weren't any from the Endemic Orbs to start with. So, for example, you had a lot more people being street, uh, like a lot more female uh, players who were in like uh, Diamond Grandmaster, you know that that top tier. Uh, in, sure. in competitive, but they were brought on not as professional players, but as streamers. As the ones that are, like, the official streamer of Rogue or something like that. Like, I, I don't think Rogue had that. But, like, you see that every once in a while that, like, a streamer is being sponsored by an org. But they're not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah, they're yeah. not a professional... Well, they're not, like, a pro Yeah, they're player. not a pro player. And you see that a lot with female Overwatch players, that they're streamers and not professional players. So, from that... Obviously, you know, there aren't going to be any women in OWL because, uh, what female players rather, because we do have Zoe as a uh, commentator slash interviewer, and she's been awesome, by the way. Like, absolutely fantastic. Um, and there's like tons of women behind the scenes. There are tons of women behind the scenes, yeah. Hell, there's even tons of female journalists, as you can see. Um, so I don't think the problem necessarily. <laughs> there are no esports journalists who are women, I Peggy. Get out of here. No, but, uh, you know, obviously. There are women in the scene, and obviously there are uh, female players, but they... I don't know if it was much as they weren't good enough, as much as it was there wasn't enough representation in the scene from the get-go to allow this. Now, that being said, that happens all the time in esports. I think um, when it comes to other esports, I don't think there's anyone in COD. I would be very surprised if there was a female player in COD that was, like, top tier uh, at, like, CWL... New Orleans, like, coming up, or something like that. Uh, but I don't know that scene well enough to say so. Uh, I don't think there are any in League, but you guys can correct me that if that's the case. No, yeah, there, there, are, no, there are no female players in the LCS. Dota 2, I think in the Invitational specifically, so that's, like, when all the top-tier players, there might be, but I'm not sure. I do know there, there are actually, there are women in the League of Legends College mm-hmm. League. I think there's an all-female team, and there's a couple women I'm on other sure. teams like that are sponsored by universities gotcha. but no no like no. actual right. pros um and then in smash there are the smash sisters which is really awesome um but outside of like the the top like i don't know 14 or 15 in the world i don't think there's i think there might be one actually uh sean you might be able to chime in on that oh well okay and in justice are there mm-hmm. any cool so Basing from this, it's it's a very endemic issue to esports in general. Um, but for Overwatch League, I think it was the most surprising for that, at least for, for casual people and also just, honestly, people in the scene. I expected Gregory to be in there. Um, 
to at least be, you know, a substitute or something. But, um, it's just that that's not where the esports scene is. And I find it ironic that Overwatch, which is a game that prides itself on diversity of heroes, is not representing that in their leagues. And I find it equally as ironic when all of this, the, you know, the Me Too movement, all of these, uh, cool movements happening elsewhere it seems like esports is really isolated which is very sad to see as someone who wants to I think be it's in gaming this. as yeah, a whole yeah I, I, yeah i would agree um the like gaming is sexist yeah yeah but it's just it's you can talk about it but you'll get flamed for it and you'll get discredited for it um but it is an issue the 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 main thing is can we make the community see that it's an actual issue and that it's not just oh, the feminists are taking over. Like, no, like, it would be nice to see some someone other than a male, like, play the game. Like, we just want to be represented. And I think there are women that are good enough, but I don't think there has been an avenues to, rep- to properly represent that in the league. Because even going back to, again, before Overwatch League, there were a whole bunch of orgs, but there weren't any women there that were doing it professionally. And I think this has been a thing since the very start. Um... Now, that being said, I don't think women should get special treatment. I don't think that we should be, like, coddled and, like, babied into the Overwatch League. If you're good enough, you're good enough. You should be able to play. But unfortunately, it's always, if you're good enough, and if you're a guy, you you can play. And that that's just really annoying. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that bothered me, is, like, reading some of the quotes that I heard from, from some of the players or some of the guys from these orgs are, like, you know, just... Like, all right, so I've got I've got a quote here that I wanted to read from the Outlaws general manager, right? The flame. Outlaws were the team that I referenced before. Um, Is it Flame? Uh, his name's Matt Rodriguez. Yeah. I don't know if that's... Okay. Um, so he said, quote... You have to go through all these hurdles. Like, if you pick up a player, is the press going to call it a PR stunt, or is it because she was the best? And it's like, who cares? Like, if the press picks it up and calls it a PR stunt, like, I don't... That's not relevant. Like... Her skills are relevant. If she's a good player and she performs well on the team, then you'll see that it wasn't a PR stunt. It's because she was a, a, a better player who deserved a spot. And it's just like, that is such a non-answer. And then he even said himself, he says, there's absolutely no reason that she couldn't do it. I think she knows that. I think, I know she's had a lot of trouble. I've read a lot of articles about her having hard times and that sucks, but that's the hurdle. You have to get through all the shit and negativity you're going to read on Twitter or Inven or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And we're going to see this more. Um, The mid-season... Excuse me, the midseason signings are kind of coming up. Like, they're, they're soon-ish. We're only week one of the Overwatch League, so, you know. Um, I don't expect any woman to be signed there, either. I don't think Gaguri's gonna do it. And also, I think this is also a little bit unfair to Gaguri, because Gaguri's just trying to play a game. And suddenly, all of this, like, all of this pressure is being pushed on her for no reason other than she's the only one. <laughs> she's the chosen one. But, um... I believe ah, uh, I gotta get this. Heroes up. though. Slasher talked to Gaguri <laughs> when this like all kind of went down, um, and I need to remember what was said. Well, while while you look that up, 
Um, I did want to plug uh, two specific articles that I found to be very enlightening. If you're like me and you're, you know, aware of esports, um, but not deeply in the scene, like somebody like Peggy or uh, or even Sean uh, to a lesser extent. Um, ESPN did a really good feature story about her. Um, it's called "How a Teenage Gamer Became a Reluctant uh, South Korea's Reluctant Feminist Icon." Um, all about about the kind of struggles that she's dealt with trying to just, um, you know, play the game at a professional level. Uh, and then um, there was actually a quote right here from uh, an article I wanted to pull out as well, which was from uh, Cass Marshall, who's a journalist over at HeroesNeverDie.com. And um, she was speaking to the issue that I think you raised, Peggy, which is that, like, the reason that we don't see more women in gaming is maybe has something to do with like gaming, you know? Um, so she wrote, it's no secret that harassment in overwatch and gaming as a whole is a major problem. Even the developers have not have acknowledged it and are trying to vanquish it via the play nice play fair initiative. How many women with the potential to go pro queued up for competitive used voice comms and got a wave of toxicity in return. How many of those women's women decided that the climb wasn't worth the trouble. How many women have been interested in video games since they were kids, but have been told that the hobby isn't for them? The talent pool of women who are interested in chasing this challenging, niche career path has likely been shaved down continuously by the culture we live in. I think that's a really salient point. I mean, yeah. There's a reason why I don't go into voice chat. There's a reason why so many women that I know don't go into voice chat. And ironically enough, some of those women are the same ones that are saying that, that include city or diversity in in the Overwatch League is not an issue, which is interesting. But um, it's just I don't know. It's that I don't know. But uh, when it comes to Slasher, Slasher tweeted out on January 11th. I spoke to Gregory this morning regarding Kotaku's faulty report on no woman being chosen for Overwatch League. Gregory told me not getting signed to an Owl team had nothing to do with her being a woman. Further, she's uncomfortable with the controversy itself. It went on in another tweet to say, Gregory declined to speak further. Last year, after dealing with cheat accusations, she tweeted, I don't want people to use my story as a way to forward their own ideologies. Using Gregory for the lack of women in Owl esports ignores her request and does a disservice to the issue. All right. Sorry, guys. I have to go to work. Uh, have a good podcast and enjoy the rest of the conversation. Yeah, we'll see you, we'll see you next see week, bud. Peace. But anyway, I don't think that it's... I don't think it's fair to Gregory to, to be... Uh, to be hinging all of this on her. I think when it comes to that Kotaku yeah, like the, article the poster in general... Child for this issue. Yeah, I think when it comes to that Kotaku article in general, I do think it's unfair to have... Uh, Gaguri is kind of like the the poster child for this, but I, but I do think that that in and in and of itself is an issue. Um, I do think that women not in Overwatch League, especially when the announcement video had like women in the background as as like being chosen for these for these teams and and Overwatch itself priding itself on diversity. Like for example, their main character is a gay woman. <laughs> like that's a thing. Um, that being said. The backlash on that was fucking insane, but other, uh, we, we can move on. Uh, oh, what? Tracer's canonically gay? I can't fap to her anymore? The, the best oh. thing, though, was someone put, uh, oh. what's the song? It's like, like that one. Uh, I forget the name of the piece. It's a, it's a Beethoven yeah. march. Well, so either way, someone put all of the, uh, all of the shit that happened to that. 
um, like all of the like forum topics to that song, yeah. and it was great. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> At the end, it was just she's ours now, and I was like, yeah, that's great. But yeah, anyway, not the point. Uh, the point is that um, it's it's always been an issue that there's always going to be some pushback when it comes to to women in esports, and I think having Gaguri as the poster child is unfair. But there is still, like, this issue needs to be highlighted somehow. And I do like how more casual people who aren't actual reporters or, like, haven't been in it since the beta or whatever bullshit you want to say. Um, I do like that casual people are pointing this out. And not even casual either. Like, Felicia Dan and Meg Turner, you're not fucking casuals. But when it comes to... Yeah, they're not just not in the Overwatch pro right. scene. Um, but when it comes to this, I do like how other people are noticing this and saying, hey... You know, this entire game is about, uh, is about inclusive, ah, fuck, is about diversity and that sort of thing. So, why isn't it reflected in the league? To which, no one has a good response. No one has a good response. And the most, the most response that you get is a bunch of people saying, you're fucking wrong, sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up. And I- Girls can't play video games. (laughs) Not that far. But it is, it is basically, like, it's either, you're- you're not in the scene enough to comment on this, so shut up, or you're wrong, shut up. Because a lot of people, including other women, have have come out and said, yeah, no, it's not an issue. Or it's not an issue right now. Or no woman was good enough. And I don't know if that's as much as the case as it was no woman had the chance to, given the endemic orgs from before Overwatch League. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think there's a systemic problem in esports um, that it's 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 not a matter of that. It's not. There's no universe where men are objectively better than women at video games. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I think in the article that I referenced, the heroes never. I read so many about this at this point, but in the heroes never die article, she brings up the um, those famous Russian chess playing sisters and stuff like that. Like there are so many examples of women being exceptionally good at strategy games. Like it's not the same uh, one-to-one thing of like sports, mm-hmm. right? Like there'll, there'll never be a day where a woman can compete in a men's league uh, in a pro sport just because women are smaller than men and they should be at a disadvantage. That's not the case here. Mm-hmm. Like, I and mean, I guess it depends on the sport, but like football, right? Like you, saw my you game, can't have a woman in the NFL. For the uh, record. <laughs> No, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Peggy uh, winced. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, in that kind of sport, Mm -hmm. right? Like, something like that. But I think when it comes to esports, it's like there's no – there's nothing holding women back except for gaming. Yeah. And and that being said, like, kind of going back to the original issue again – Yes, I do see why there aren't any women in esports in in Owl at the moment. I do see that. I recognize that. I know that's in this very specific case not an issue, but that's because there wasn't any representation to start with, or there wasn't any major representation to start with, or any org that's saying, "Hey, this chick's good. Let's put her on." Instead, it was, "Oh, this guy's good. We don't want to rock the boat, or we don't want to to do anything like that. So we're not gonna we're not going to to go that route because we don't want a quote." press release press press event whatever you want to say yeah right it's not a we don't want to have a, a pr stunt or whatever yeah. right like oh look we have the first female player i mean also like, imagine well, if you were that that one the first female player because then now and you're like the only one yeah like yeah because then it's suddenly like 
if it was the Houston Outlaws, it, it wouldn't be. But if it was the Houston Outlaws, it would be, oh, that girl team or something like that. I could see that totally happening where got, where people are not representing, like, people are not saying Outlaws anymore. They're saying the chick team or the one with the chick in it. Like, at that point, I do think there is a little bit of a of a, a stance there when people are like, oh, it could be a PR stunt and all that jazz. I don't think, I think it's a bitch move to say it. But I don't. Think, yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think that's a legitimate. reason. Yeah, I don't think it's a legitimate it, reason either. But I can see a world where someone does it, and instantly it's, oh, that girl team, or that that one with the chick in it, and at that point, that was it. Yeah, oh, I didn't know how to end uh, it, so I just ended it. Um, I I also feel like you'd run the risk of like that that woman getting like being put under a microscope. Oh yeah. To an unfair level, like any time that she had a bad game, it would be like, "Oh, see, she can't fucking mm-hmm. play, can't compete." Yeah. Um. So, Sean, do you have anything to add to this? So, uh, I mean, it's it's not anything that's remotely a surprise on any level. Uh, this is not. I don't even honestly think this is just a woman's issue. I think that. I looked at the pictures of these teams. I don't see any black people, you know. Um, this is like the focus is on women right now, but <clears throat> uh, the diversity of the representation is it's 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 across the board, um, and the there are realities beyond skill level that play a factor here, uh, and I think that everybody is focused on people trying to keep others out when I think that there are larger implications. So why is it that a lot of minorities don't play games at this high of a level? There's a really easy reason because a lot of minority kids don't have the resources or the time or the mental space to dedicate to getting good at something like this. A lot of minority parents don't think that these kinds of things are relevant. So if you are a, you know, suburban kid who grew up, you know, and d- you don't have to worry about, like, are your parents going to be able to keep the lights on? It's a lot easier to focus on getting good at video games when that's Fair your reality. Uh, if you are a woman and you really like Overwatch because you like the characters in the game and you think you could be good, but when you get on voice comms because you have to in order to compete... Uh, the first time you talk, somebody's like somebody says something derogatory. Now you don't feel like trying to get better or compete because you you don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, um, this is why I'm on quick play all the time, not on competitive ladder because I don't I don't want to deal with that. And people are like, oh, you're just being too sensitive about it. No, like this, I don't want to. You know, I'm here to have fun and I'm here to to like play the best I can and like work with a team because this is a team based esport. But like. It get it just gets so much. It gets so much so fast, and you don't want to deal with it. Like, it's it's again like like, like pe- you're just trying to have yeah. fun. Like you're just trying to play a game. You don't want people throwing slurs at yeah. you. I don't want to be called a cunt the entire time. Thanks. Well, and you know, like you say, like people say you're being oversensitive. It's like I don't think either of you are like at all. Like as like I'm a white man. Nobody's ever given me shit for playing video mm-hmm. games, but. I play online games, so, like, I hear when they give other people yeah. shit, you know? I've gone into a PUBG match mm. where as soon as I log in, everyone's just going, N-word, 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 yep. N-word, 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 
or like, oh, a woman talks, and then it's like just just bombarding yeah. her with bullshit, you know, or like. Uh, in a League of Legends game, right? Like, you can, you know, maybe somebody has, like, a feminine name or something like that, and then they're fucking flaming them in the all chat mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? Or, like, I see it all the time. Like, it's it's definitely real. It definitely happens every day. And to the point you made, Sean, like, you know, um, the only esports scene that I'm really engaged with is League of Legends, and the only non-white, non-Asian player, to my knowledge, is Afromu. And he, I think he might be the only black pro player in League of Legends. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you see a lot more... You see a lot more minority gamers in the fighting game space because yeah. the barrier... I feel like that is, is true. true. Yeah. Barrier, it, is, it is true, yeah. objectively speaking. They're good yeah. am- right? Like, there are a good amount of, of African-American it, it, uh, Across the board, players. there's just more diversity. It's because the barrier of entry isn't as high. You can be a woman... And like play Injustice 2 online and you don't have to use voice chat. There's no need to communicate with your opponent and you can just beat their ass. And it, yeah, no there's team. no, there's no, nothing is keeping you from being able to do that. Like social, socially speaking in that regard of being flamed for being a woman. Someone could message you after the fact saying you have a feminine name or something like that and attack you, but you don't. The, the the level of uh, negative engagement isn't as high as when you are playing a, a game like Overwatch or MOBA or something like that. Um, and when you go to these tournaments as a minority or as a woman, um, there are challenges there as well. But I've personally noticed that um, even, even if they're not the best players, I do see a lot more women at those tournaments playing the games, being welcomed at least as far as uh, i'm aware i don't know their personal experiences but i haven't witnessed harassment but when you look in the twitch chat you see what you would expect to see and there as are... soon as a, as soon as a woman goes on it's automatically girl in the entire twitch chat always and that's the that's the least uh that's the least offensive right yeah yeah exactly um and there are stories that are way worse than that that have happened uh various different experiences i don't know if anyone listening recalls the cross tekken uh live show <laughs> that uh capcom did and how yep. that went with aris harassing that girl nonstop. um just to, just to quickly explain what i'm talking about uh there was a a promotion for the game street fighter x tekken that they did where they brought uh, x amount of street fighter players x amount of tekken players and they made them live together in a house and they had these. It was like it was like uh, Road Rules meets Real World for video games. It was very cool uh, <laughs> on its face. That's funny. But <clears throat> one of the players uh, was a. There were actually a few women that were involved. There was a lot of diversity at this particular event. But one of the women was being um, basically anytime she was around this particular player named Aris. He was making comments about her body. He was making comments about her being a woman. He was making advancements towards her and she shrugged it off and was being quote-unquote cool about it um but it just kept getting worse and worse until after she was eliminated from the tournament for other reasons she explained like how bad it got and this event that was supposed to bring a lot of great press towards fighting games and the fighting game community and bring us up above the sewers that we've existed in for so long for being so toxic just put you down in the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it got ruined by this one guy because he couldn't stop being a douchebag. Um, I say all that to say that this is a problem that has existed in gaming and is going to keep existing in gaming. And if you're wondering why women aren't represented at these tournaments, it's not because they're not good. It's not because they can't get good. It's because you guys won't stop bothering them. And if you're wondering why there aren't minorities there, it's the, it's part of the same reason. It's because maybe uh, you don't want to log in and talk or have a, 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 you know, pick, I like to pick Vala in Heroes of the Storm. I like to pick Black Vala in Heroes of the Storm. Uh, the black skin for Vala, and mm-hmm. I've gotten comments about that. Like, maybe you don't want to hear things like that, you know? Maybe you don't want to see the N-word spammed in chat. And maybe if you're white, that doesn't affect you, but if you're a minority, it does. Uh, and so there are social reasons why, there are economic reasons why, there are lots of reasons why you're not seeing diverse diversity including women including um people of color and maybe if that's something that matters to you you should think about the ways in which you are contributing to that and the ways in which people you know are contributing to that and be a part of the solution yeah i think um this this is my last point and then if either of you wants to close it out feel free but um i I think to me something that I, I've personally tried to do at, cause like you said, right? Like I'm never going to be affected by this and it, it hurts me on behalf of you, my friends, but also like the idea that there are women or minority players out there who are being discouraged from playing a game that they love or advancing to their potential in a game that they love because they don't want to be harassed while they try to enjoy what is supposed to be a fun hobby um, is unacceptable to me. And I, I think to your point, Sean, like uh, I think to all the uh, people like me out there who feel that way, it's on you to, if you see something, say something, you know, don't just let people say that shit in chat, like call them out on it. And in you Overwatch, know, yeah, you can you report might, them. Right. Report them. Right. Like, fucking or you know whatever it is wherever where whether it's in game whether it's on social media whether it's your buddy on a fucking at a party or whatever right like when they say some racist shit or some sexist mm-hmm. shit about another player or another person like call them out on it don't just like ignore it cuz it's the easier thing to do so you know cuz it's easier than to just avoid confrontation i kind of have an issue with you saying that you are offended on this on behalf of us. Like, for example, that's the same shit that happened when it came out with all the Me Too movement and all jazz. People were offended because they were the husband of a wife or a or had a daughter mm. or that sort of shit. You shouldn't be offended because it's affecting other people. You should be affected, uh, offended because you're a decent fucking person. You're not going to let that, like, slide in society. Not just because, like, not just because, oh, as the... <laughs> As the son of a mother who had a daughter and a grandma <laughs> and a three times, like, three ex-wives. Like, that sort of shit. Like, I hate when people do that. Because you shouldn't be on behalf of, you shouldn't be offended on behalf of anyone. You should be offended because you're a decent person. I know it's not what you meant, but, like, that's well, also I, I, a thing. I did clarify. That's, yeah. And that's, I, that's, that's, just, that's just a thing I've also seen, like, quite a bit. It's just, I'm not, I'm offended not because of me, but because my friend's a girl. And it's like... You're not, you're missing the point. You're missing the point entirely. You know, 
I, just to defend myself, I did clarify. No, like, you did, you I, did, you I'm did. saying I'm upset that that happened to you as my friends, but it's more that I don't want gamers to systemically be discouraged from the hobby, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, that's not right. I, I, that's my point, right? Is I love video games, and I love sharing video games with other people, and they've enriched my life in a lot of ways. And I hate to think that somebody quit playing Overwatch because every time they logged in, they were getting harassed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, any, any closing thoughts on this? Uh, I don't think this is going to stop anytime soon, and I don't expect to see a woman in, in playing professionally for at least another two, three years. Um, but that being said, I do like that this became an issue to start with, and there's a lot of pushback, and, um, I do honestly think a lot of, um, a lot of points, like, really good points on mostly mostly one side but uh i do think that that this is a very nice issue to uh to not an issue i think it's a very nice conversation to continue as overwatch league develops and as owl develops um because that's going to help later down the line and as much as people are discrediting people who aren't quote unquote like heavily involved or immersed in the in the uh in the scene they're the casual viewer and that's the casual quote-unquote depending on who you're talking to talking about rather but the casual audience is asking this question and that's something you can't deny if you want to get as big as owl wants to be um so i think diversity in player like, diversity in the player pool would be really awesome, and it would really help people get more involved in esports. Um, but considering a lot of the controversies that we've had about this, like, to start with, and, like, people getting, like, banned a couple times for being toxic while in game, like, saying things that they shouldn't, or, um, just based on precedent alone, I don't think this is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. But I like that we're at least finally having this conversation, and and you know I cannot wait to be mansplained about Overwatch after this episode comes out. Well, actually, uh... <laughs> no, and and again, I do know that also uh, I do know that some other women have have different opinions on it, and by all means, like they're valid, and you should definitely be able to speak your voice. I know a lot of people have, um, but just in my view, I this is just what I've been thinking of as someone who has been there since at least the start of release professionally. Um, and, oh, you were just, you were just focusing. Yeah. Yeah, I was fixing my webcam, sorry. Um, just as someone who's been there basically since the start of, start of Overwatch being released and has watched casually since well into the beta. Uh, so, yeah, this, this is just my opinion. You can take it with a grain of salt. Um, and I, I just hope that we can one day see a woman in, in a in a in an org as a player, I, I I think we will eventually, but I think you're probably right that it's it's further away than we might like. Um, my my hope is that as gaming becomes more democratized, that like there is more opportunities for um, you know non-white cis male gen uh sorry, non-white cis male gamers to be interested in the hobby mm-hmm. um, that. Hopefully, we'll get to a point where 
there is such a presence of of women in gaming or um or minorities in gaming that like it's a thing you can't ignore mm-hmm. you know that that it's a thing that you like that it will just be you know a natural evolution of the fandom of the medium that it is a thing that everyone does yeah. you know that it isn't um you know this white boys it, it it already is a thing that everyone does the the problem is that there are roadblocks that we have that other people don't have that keep us from being able to penetrate the space the way that we might like uh and my my sort of closing thoughts are if you are a person who wants to level up and play these games and be involved in the community and get really good do it and don't let any bullshit hold you back i'm not saying that to say it's easy i'm saying that to say if it's something that's really meaningful to you don't let some douchebag keep you from doing what's going to make you happy uh and if we all sort of move forward with that mentality we are the individuals because no one's going to fight for us we're the individuals who are going to create the change that we want to see and it might not be now you know, the next great um, Overwatch, like, movement, as far as women are concerned, might be years out. It might not be now, you know? It might not be Overwatch. It might not be Overwatch. It, who knows? Um, but it's coming, and I want, I, like, what I would like is for everyone who wants to be in the in the game and wants to be at the level playing field, don't let bs keep you from doing that and if you need um inspiration if you're looking for people who have been that look at sports look at how so many sports players over the years minority sports players have had to break down barriers for their people look at the movements look at what black people had to go through in baseball look at what that was look at boxing Look at basketball. Like, it's everywhere, right? And this is what we've had to do. And it was never the case that we didn't have the skills. It was always the case that we were being held down or that we had um, economic and social issues to work through to be able to focus on getting great. Um, But the greatness was there. The greatness is inherent because we're all humans and there's nothing keeping anybody from getting good except having the freedom to do so. So don't let anything hold you back. And if you are someone who has a problem with more representation, get out of the gaming scene because we don't need you and it'll be better without you. And minority groups are coming and it is what it is. Well said. I think that's a good note to end it on. So thank you all for joining us here on another episode of the Video Game Pals. Um, I This has been a, a good episode. Um a lot of fun, but also some some heavy discussion here. So uh, if you've got any thoughts on any of the stuff we discussed today, um, please let us know. Chime in, and uh, we'd be happy to have a dialogue with you. So you can send us an email at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up at the Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold. Uh, you can get us in the comments, any of that stuff. And um, let us know what you're thinking about this issue. And um, you know, unless you're a toxic jerk, we'll read your thoughts on the air. So uh, with that, um, I'm just going to plug our stuff one more time before we get out. Um, you know, remember, you can um, get us on YouTube, any of the uh, you know podcast platforms. If we're not on a podcast platform that you want us to be on, let us know and we'll get there. 
Um, you know, give us a like, um, rate us on iTunes, jump over to our YouTube channel. Even if you're not a YouTube person, go and give us a subscribe. Everybody has a Gmail account. That's all it takes to make a YouTube account. Jump on there and give us a sub. We would really appreciate it. It uh, really helps the show out quite a bit. And, um, you know, like the videos, all that stuff. And, um, you know, we'll catch you next week. So with that, let's get into some plugs. Peggy. Cool. You want to talk Overwatch to me or PUBG or CSGO, um, you can follow me at Moriow, that's M-O-I-R-A-I-O-W. Um, I've also been Twitch streaming quite a bit, but that's for the uh, Gosu PUBG January Leaderboard Cup. Though, this, that'll be done by the time <laughs> this comes out. Whoops. So be ready for the February. No, um, I'm also going to... Go watch my Twitch archives. Yeah, yeah. Go watch the VODs if you want to, sure. Uh, but I will start actually to be more casually streaming pretty soon. But I'm under the same same thing each and every each and everything that I'm on. Um, so that's M O I R A I O W. I also have a Facebook page if you want to do that. But uh, but yeah. So by all means, go go follow me there and go tweet me some some stuff or some fun memes. I'm okay with that too. I enjoy a dank meme. I enjoy now and then. the dankest of memes. Shawnee, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter only at Sean Soapbox, and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Okay, and uh, for me, you can find me at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, talk to me about whatever. Uh, check out cute pictures of my cat or my adventures at MAGFest. Uh, if you want some more content from me, uh, my writing over at CBR helps me pay the bills, so you can go check out uh, some of my stuff over there. Um, and then uh, as for the other stuff we've got going on here at the Pals Network, catch me and Sean on the Comics Pals um, every Monday. And uh, Riverdale Review will, I think, will actually be back this week coming week so um tune in for that as well with me and uh caitlin marco it's a great time so with that we're the video game pals signing off Bye. Take care, guys.